Paddington woke with a start, and after blinking several times in order to accustom his eyes to the evening light, peered round the deck of the liner Carinia with a puzzled expression on his face. If he hadn't known it was quite impossible, for the ship was still over two days' sailing time away from England, let alone number 32 Windsor Gardens in London, he would have sworn he'd just heard his name being called, quite loudly, not only by Mr Brown, but by the rest of the family, Mrs Brown, Jonathan and Judy, not to mention Mrs Bird into the bargain. Normally, Paddington was rather keen on dreams. Some of the ones he'd had in the past had been very good value indeed, especially after one of Mrs Bird's heavy suppers. But as he looked around the deserted deck of the great ship, he began to decide that the one he'd just experienced seemed almost too real for his liking. It was that time in the day when the half-light from the setting sun plays strange tricks with the shadows, and with most of the other passengers still below, and not even so much as the friendly white coat of a steward anywhere in sight, Paddington almost wished he hadn't partaken of a second helping of the suet pudding which the chef had prepared especially for him that evening. Pausing only to dip one paw into a nearby jar of marmalade, he pulled his duffel coat hood more firmly over his head and then settled back again in the deck chair as he turned his attention to a large tin marked Osborne Biscuits, property of P. Brown Esquire, wanted on voyage, which stood nearby. Paddington liked Osborne Biscuits, especially when they were covered in a thick layer of marmalade chunks. And soon a steady munching sound broke the stillness of the evening air. The journey to darkest Peru in order to take part in his Aunt Lucy's birthday celebrations at the Home for Retired Bears in Lima had been a long and enjoyable one, but all the same, now that he was nearing the end of the return voyage, Paddington was beginning to feel more and more excited at the prospect of seeing all his old friends once again and after a moment's thought, he put this down as the cause of his unusually lifelike dream. Gradually, the combination of a large and most enjoyable dinner, the sea air and the distant throb of the engines far below, all had a soothing effect. In no time at all, he was fast asleep again, and not even the plonk of an Osborne biscuit, as it slipped from his paw and rolled across the deck towards the scuppers, served to waken him. Paddington wasn't quite sure when it happened or how long it lasted, but suddenly he found himself in the middle of yet another dream, and to his surprise it once again had to do with the Browns. As a dream, it was, if anything, even more vivid than the first one. 